DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Riley Jensen is going to join us in a couple minutes here. Talk a little college football. Get us ready for the big weekend. We do have the question of the day coming up. Farmington Tonight basketball star Colin Chandler picks BYU. How does Mark Pope keep doing it? The response is PK. A classic. I've got epic. something that I need to say desperately. You're, you when we get need there. to say it. You got to get this off your chest. Mm-hmm. I actually All wrote right. about it. it. Should be posted later today. We're going to do that in the very next segment. Stay Sweet tuned for that. Goody. Right now, <laughs> Riley joins us on the Smart Rain guest line. Best of State Award winner Smart Rain has an incredible Black Friday offer running for the entire month of November. Smart Rain is giving free controllers along with a free Apple iPad to commercial properties who sign up with a paid cellular hosting subscription. Please visit SmartRain.net or call 877-346-3333. Riley, good morning. What's up, you sorry dudes? Hey, I got to tell you, you just said Riley joins us. So am I, am I? Am I like a one name guy now? Like that's 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 where we're going with this because that that felt pretty good. It wasn't Riley Jensen on the the Smart Rain line. It was just Riley. Like, well, I had just said that. your name while you were on hold or talking to Yach. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, it was yeah. kind of a second reference. So no, you're not. Oh, okay. uh, you're not Cher. You're not Maradona. You're not. I don't know whoever else. Oh, of right. course, he goes to I, soccer. I was, I was getting pretty cocky. I was getting pretty cocky. Should the Utes be getting that cocky with Arizona coming up and a lead yeah. and a tiebreaker? Yes, I would love. I would love to see the Utes get a little cocky this week. No, <laughs> I think. I think they should have a healthy dose of confidence this week. I mean, the way that they played against Stanford, the way that their offensive line has started to play with the with with the way that their quarterback seems to improve every week in different aspects of his game. I think you should feel really confident if you're the University of Utah right now going to Arizona. And I know Arizona's a team that finally kind of broke through there for a minute. They're probably feeling pretty confident and excited. But the the youth world, in my opinion, right now, as far as this game goes, and if they just play play 65% this week, I think they win. How about BYU? Should they feel confident this week? I think they should. I think you, you should feel confident every week that you can get healed up a little bit. <laughs> I, listen, there's a couple. There's a couple weeks here where I mean, really, BYU has what three bye weeks here for a minute. They got or no two two more weeks of bye. Um, Georgia Southern's not going to give them much to worry about. They get to heal up this week. Hopefully, they'll get their starters off the field the week after that, and then you kind of try and make a statement game against USC, even though USC is not what what we remember USC as being. The sticker on the helmet is impressive, but it's it's not as impressive as a win as maybe it would have been a while ago. All right, though. So, obviously, we're just joking there. I had somebody that I really respect in their knowledge, which is way more advanced than mine, tell me this person believes Jaron Hall is, yes, an NFL quarterback. What is your opinion of that? I certainly think that his trajectory is that way. Now, look, I also thought I also thought that Zach Wilson was an NFL quarterback. I'm not sure that I knew that he was going to be the number two pick, right? Like his his ability to develop and grow into that position was really really impressive, especially in that last year at BYU. And I think in some ways you could make an argument that Jaron Hall's trajectory is a little bit better right now than 
at this point in his career of starts than what Zach Wilson's was. Um, I, I'm not positive. I'm not positive that his ceiling is higher than Zach Wilson's, but there's no question in my mind that he's an NFL-type quarterback. There's, there's no question. He has the arm. The other thing that he has is he has the athletic ability to, to keep plays alive. And, and in the NFL, they love you to stay in the pocket and they all talk about how when guys run too much, it messes everything up. And then uh, in the underbelly of the NFL, there's all kinds of offensive coordinators that are just so glad when somebody bells them out of a bad play <laughs> that, they, that they love a guy that can run like Jaron can. And the, the discipline that I like about Jaron and the thing that I love about Jaron Hall is my criticism of him when he was in high school was that he would turn he would turn – football games into what I call backyard football games. So he would he would run around back there. He would change all the rules because he was the best athlete on the field. And then he could just throw it to wherever because it was like playing in the backyard. It wasn't, you know, one, two, three, stick your foot in the ground and throw a slant on third and four to get you a first down. Or it wasn't this disciplined football that the quarterback position demands uh, on the next levels, right? And I think it's a credit to Aaron Roderick again. And I know that I've been like over the top in my credit for him, but I mean, we're now talking about the second quarterback in a row where I'm seeing major growth in the progression of, of talented quarterbacks who were talented when they came in, but needed certain amounts of discipline to, to get better. And I'm seeing it with Jaron Hall. I mean, as athletic as he is, he stays in the pocket. He makes the right reads. He's cool, calm and collected. I mean, Really, he's got everything that you want out of a out of an NFL quarterback. How high or how low that goes, I think, depends on how much longer he stays. I I think it'd be a little bit foolish to leave after this year, but I think he probably could. And then I think if he has another, if he has, a, if he puts together another year next year like he has this year, I, I don't think there's any doubt that that he goes into the NFL really, really confident and and willing and ready to compete for a spot. You say he shouldn't go, but if you've got a history of injury and uh, it's a violent sport, when in doubt, should players go? Yes, but I but I think if he were to go this year, you're talking about sixth round, seventh round, free agent type thing, where I think if he put another year together like that, you're talking about fourth round, third round, second round type guy, um, right. in, in my opinion. So at that point, then... So, if Hall is an NFL quarterback, Wilson was an NFL quarterback. Hill hasn't been a starter big time, but at least he's played the NFL. You got three of the last four guys going in the NFL. How much he sends that a message to recruits, particularly as you're going in the Big Twelve? Come here, man. Play for a couple of years. We'll make you some money. Well, I, look, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt that when I was growing up, quarterback, uh, you know, quarterback U was BYU, right? And now you start stringing together three out of the last four. You start watching it on national TV. Taysom Hill comes in and, and, and runs some sort of a spread option type of thing. And they're like, and Taysom Hill out of BYU. And, and then they say, and Zach Wilson out of BYU. And then you get Jaron Hall in there. And they're like, Jaron Hall out of BYU. Yeah, it, it starts to change the momentum. And I think it's important, just the point that you brought up, one of the things that's going to help BYU to really become like QBU again is the fact that they're in the Big 12. I, I know for a fact that there's a certain recruit that that, that that had a big deal to do with where he decided to go. And he's now committed to BYU, and he's 
he's all in. But if there was any question mark, it was about that scheduling. It was about that conference. And I think, I think you're seeing a whole slew of guys that are that are in the portal that are transferring back and going. God, BYU's not a bad place to play because I'm in the Big Twelve. You know, if you look through the history of the Big Twelve and all the guys that go to the NFL because they compete at the Big Twelve level, all the guys you know in the Pac-12, it's giving guys that are local some really really good options. And if they get on the field and play for BYU or Utah and they play well, they have a chance to go to the NFL. And it's just the way it is, right? Like the majority of NFL players go to P5 conferences. And yes, there's pro players from Utah State that are in a G5 conference and they've done a really, really nice job. But the percentages are better if you're in a Big 12 conference, you're in a Pac-12 conference, you're in the SEC, you're in the ACC. I mean, when I coached at North Carolina State, there was guys that went and got drafted in the NFL who I didn't think were as good as guys that played with me at Utah State or that I played against in the Mountain West Conference. But when when NFL guys are looking at the film and they're seeing their competition, their, their judgment of what they can do on the next level is that he can do it. If he can succeed on this level, he can succeed on the next level. So it's interesting, when the youth went to the Pac-12, we saw a lot of Pac-12 schools adjust and come in here and start recruiting and taking players. Now, with BYU going to the Big 12, do you think we're going to see the Big 12 adjust and start coming into Utah and taking players? Or do you think this? Uh, we've seen a few guys transfer back in here. Do you think the coaches will, local coaches will get the upper hand here saying, well, look at these guys who are leaving or transferring and transferring back. Why don't you just stay in the first place? Well, I think I... I... I, I think the answer is yes to both of those questions. You, you are going, there's no question we're going to see Big 12 schools come in because BYU isn't going to be a bottom dweller. They, they, it's going to take them a minute to be up near the top or, or in a Utah equivalent situation in the Big 12. But they're going to see some toughness. They're going to see some players. That, and they're going to go, dude, where's that guy from? And they're going to see he's from Provo, Utah. And they're like, dude, why, why aren't we recruiting Utah? You know, and there's going to be guys that come in, but I think this all bodes well for you know this influx of guys that are transferring back to BYU, they're transferring back to Utah, and guys are transferring into Utah State. I think it bodes well for local coaches as well. Like, yeah, come on in, guys, but we've we've got a track record that says when our guys leave and go to your big schools, they all want to come back, and they're going to want to come back it's going to be a little bit easier to come back if it's a Big 12 or a Pac-12 team, right? It's just a little bit easier because, yeah, you're you're changing from, like, maybe the school of your dreams and then you got there and it wasn't everything that you thought it was going to be. And then when you shift down, you're still shifting to a really good place. So I, I think the answer is yes. I think local coaches will have a little bit of a story to tell that's going to help local players to pause before they go to LSU, before they go to, you know, wherever they're getting recruited. And and I think also there's going to be more Big 12 teams that come in here when they see the toughness. Because, look, Utah has always been a place where you can get, you know, milk and potatoes. Like, they've always thought, like, man, we can go there, we can get linemen, we can get fullbacks, we can get tight ends, we can get linebackers, right? They haven't necessarily come here for speed, but there's also guys all over the place right now even changing that narrative with Simi Fajoko, you know, out of Brighton High School, going to the NFL and Stanford, and then you got guys like Cody Hagan that are getting recruited by everybody in the country. They're starting to realize that even the skill positions here are are really good. And I think Zach Wilson and Jackson Dart have done 
local quarterbacks here a real favor by playing well on on the next level and then going to the NFL and you know Jackson I think Jackson will have his shots to go to the NFL but the better these guys that are in skill positions play the better opportunities they're going to have that 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 young players here in the state are going to have to play at at big schools in in big time situations at the local schools as great players and then really a chance to play in the NFL I heard one line of thinking that uh, the free transfer actually might hurt some of the you know, pretty good programs and it might aid the top-level programs because the thought of, uh, well, let's see if I can go make it there. You know, the old New York, New York, if I can make it there, I can make it anywhere. So I'll go to these high-powered places, and if I make it there, well, gosh, then I'm on my way. If I don't, well, then I can transfer and not miss a beat. I can come back, and so maybe it doesn't help – to get these kids now that BYU is uh, rising up their profile, that'll still be as hard, if not harder, because of this free transfer rule that they go to fill in the blank superpower. And if it doesn't work, well, then I can come back. Well, I think what it opens up the door to is is like, okay, so Cameron Latu goes to Alabama, right? And he's playing really well for them right now. He's playing tight end. He's an example of if I can make it here, I can make it anywhere, right? Yeah. But but if he doesn't, and he wants to come home in two years, you think BYU doesn't want an, an athletic oh, tight sure. end yeah, like Cameron yeah. Latu? Right. Years? So I think, it, I think it benefits BYU, and I think Utah State's shown that it can benefit a small school. I think, I think what this is going to be is it's just the ability of coaches to understand what the transfer portal is, the ability of coaches to hustle, and to have still had relationships with those guys. Now, I'll tell you an example, and I can't remember the exact player, but there was a player that I was at the All-Poly camp, and he was at USC, and he'd come back to the All-Poly camp and was saying hi, and Matt Wells called him over, and he's like, hey, hey, what's going on? And the kid came over, and he lit up like a Christmas tree. You know what I mean? And the, the kid was talking to Matt Wells. You could tell that they had a great relationship and blah, blah, blah. And um, the kid, the kid leaves, and Matt Wells turns to me and he goes, "You never know, right? You never know." You know what I mean? And I and I think that's what you're going to see a lot of, right? Like you're going to see that these guys are continuing to recruit. Now, you could say, "Is Matt Wells influenced?" He didn't say anything inappropriate, other than he was just really enjoying a kid that he recruited, and and he was being nice. You could you could say whatever you want, but. That's going to happen all over the place now because you never know. You never know that a guy that you lose to another team isn't going to be unhappy in two years, and he's going to remember how well you treated him in the recruiting process, and he's going to want to come back to you. And so I think, I actually think that this whole that this whole thing puts even more pressure on on college coaches to always be recruiting. Like they can never stop recruiting. Never, never stop recruiting. Yeah, I mean, that's what I did early on with DJ, like 25 years ago. I was really nice to him because I thought he could be a nice assistant to me to work on the radio. And I thought, okay, I'll be nice well, to I him think, then. And it I worked. Think what's really, I think what's really astute about you and just really forward-thinking and progressive about you is that you understood that your individual accolades were going to happen by having a great team around you, right? And so you understood that from an early time. And, you know, it's very clear very clear that you recruited DJ. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, even DJ is, you know, in a quiet moment has just told me how grateful he is to you for all the, you know, all those things that you've done. He, he's an excellent to, role to, player. To bring him into the yeah. 
<laughs> He's a high-level role DJ, player. We, DJ, I didn't mean to talk about you like you weren't there, but, um, you know. I'm used to it. <laughs> <laughs> so BYU has a bye. The Utes have a, what, a 24, 24 point favorites over Arizona. So if there's any drama this week, it's your Aggies playing 5-5 five and five San Jose State. Can they beat the Spartans? It looks like the biggest hurdle on the way to winning the division and going to the conference title game. I suppose they could slip up on one of the other two, but on paper this one looks harder. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, look, this, this Utah State team is, is not a team that's, like, easy on your heart. I mean, you go to UNLV, you get way down, you come back and you have – a, a pretty big win against a team that's a, a bottom dweller in the Mountain West Conference. I mean, certainly anything is possible. One of the things that I've been noticing about Utah State right now is the timeliness of the defensive plays. And then I'm seeing, and and and, and I, if if I can just talk about this for a second, Logan Bonner is becoming more confident, and I think it's a direct, it's a direct impact of the play of Tompkins at wide receiver. And here here's what I mean. And Tompkins is like 29 receptions and 219 yards away from breaking Kevin Curtis's record for single season. I mean, there's like four games left for him. I, I, I'd, I'd be hard-pressed to believe that he doesn't break both of those records. But when you play with a great player, and I played with Kevin Curtis at Snow College. I didn't play with him at Utah State, even though we both played at Utah State. Um, Devin Tompkins has this huge catching radius. And so when you throw the ball up to Devin Tompkins – it's, it's interesting because in the beginning you're throwing it up to him and he's making all these amazing catches for you. And then what happens is a quarterback is it takes all the pressure off of throwing to him. And so all of a sudden, because there's no pressure to put it in, uh, on a dime to him, you start throwing dimes and he doesn't have to make those great catches for you because you know that he can make these other catches. And I'm just seeing a real, like just a real energy. It, it is really tough to stop him offensively. Um, he's, I mean, he has like five or six games this year, over 170 yards. He's electric. When, and, and, and look, if you're a BYU fan and a, U, and a Utah fan, you haven't had a chance to watch a game, like you should just tune in for a couple minutes this Saturday night to watch him because he's really electric. He's really fun to watch. The Utah State's offense is as fun as I've seen it since they started going back to bowl games year after year after year under Gary Anderson the first time. This offense is really fun to watch. It's a team that's really fun to watch. Um, you know, Rice on the defense, he seems to make timely plays. The defense makes timely plays. And it's just a, it's a really fun story. It's a really fun team to watch right now. And I'm, I'm certainly hoping, I mean, I know we argued before, you know, that our expectations shouldn't be eight, that this is all gravy that we're in a bowl game. But, you know, I'm I'm starting to fall into like what you were saying to me before PK, where like, yeah, I have high expectations. I want ten wins. I want ten wins, and then if we lose in the championship game, that's great. And then we go to a bowl game, we get eleven wins. I mean, how awesome would that be? That, that's uh, that's what I want. Uh, now I'll be disappointed if that doesn't happen. I will be disappointed. Okay, we can live with that. Riley, as always, we appreciate it. Well, most of it, except for the part where you talked like I wasn't there. But other than that, we appreciate it. <laughs> but but we all know the truth, right, DJ? We know the truth. The, the truth, truth is out there, free. and the truth shall set you free. And I need one more cliche about truth because uh, threes is, uh, is a literary thing. You got the rule of three. Riley, we'll talk to you again next week. Enjoy the games. Thanks for having me on.
Riley Jensen, College Football Insider and Mental Performance Coach. Coming up next, it's the question of the day. Farmington High basketball star Colin Chandler picks BYU. How does Mark Pope keep doing it? We have got a lot of interesting responses to this, and PK has one thing he has to say. He physically has to get it off his chest. You feel better after you say this? Well, anytime I espouse truth, yes, of course. That's next. Stay with us. This is Hanson Scotty. Let's do it. I love Hassan Whiteside's minutes, and then I love Eric Pascal's minutes. I continue to stand back and look at the deficiencies from last year's team, which was a second-round exit, and I continue to think to myself, are they getting better where they were deficient last year? These two are 100% making you better where you were deficient last year. And when the season started, we talked about, okay, can you collectively replace Derek Favors with Hassan Whiteside? Everybody's still going to attack when Rudy Gobert goes off the court. The guy's a generational defensive player. There's no arguing that you're going to take a step backwards when Rudy Gobert leaves the court. But Hassan Whiteside is giving you more than Derek Favors did last year. You throw Pascal in the mix, the Jazz are a better defensive team with Rudy Gobert off the court than they were last year. Yes, sir. And I think that Justin Zanuck deserves some props there. What kind of a show is this? Catch Hans Olsen and Scotty G every day from noon to 3 on 97.5 1280 The Zone. Powered by kslsports.com. Hot Takes of Toast is brought to you by Utah Facial Plastics. Losing your hair? It's 2021 and you don't have to. UFP Hair Restoration offers a range of cutting-edge therapies to restore thick hair permanently. Just text hair to 801-960-3137 for 15% off any hair loss treatment or visit www.utahhairmd.com. Question of the day, Farmington High basketball star Colin Chandler picks BYU. How does Mark Pope keep doing it? You have something you want to get off your chest. I'm ready to compile a top 10 list of... How he keeps doing it. But I think you got one point you want to sell. I think this is huge. I think what he's doing is what Majerus did in the 90s. Now, he doesn't have near the success that Majerus had, but he's just getting started. And in his third year, we, I don't think we knew Majerus was going to take the team to the Final Four and, and to the title game. But what he's doing here is he's getting the best players in the state, and then he's going out of state and developing these other kids. And that's what Majerus did. He had the best kids in the state, and then went out of state and developed kids. And Van Horn was sort of a ready-made player, but Doliak and uh, Doliak was definitely a project. And, uh, Andre Miller. Van Horn was a little bit of a project. He was highly skilled. He already had that, but he was thin. Could get pushed around as a freshman. Yeah, but he was he was naturally going to grow. Yep. Uh, and so you had all that going on. And what did it do? It elevated Utah's program into a national powerhouse. And then in turn, I think it had a direct correlation, BYU sucked. And right now, Utah's got a curtain down in their arena. They have bottomed out, changing coaches again. And meanwhile, BYU's student section is great. High energy. They got an NIL plan with the changing rules. Pope is unbelievably personable. He is. And now he's got the Big 12. Come play in the best league in America. Hey, look, three of the top 10 teams in the uh, first poll, Big 12 teams. Huh? Yeah. Everything is all set up for them. And in the process, you can hammer your in state rival. I think Loner was recognized as the best in state player last year. I think this kid is recognized as the best in state player this year, right? I don't, I mean, I don't follow getting, high school recruiting that much. Him. But when yeah. I see that he's ranked 28th in the country, I'm thinking there's not anybody else who's ranked that high. No. Yeah. Uh, so 
watch out, man. We saw what happened in the 90s. One program took off to the point where he basically forced you to come to my program. Even if you didn't want to. You had to. You had to. So you got the Johnsons, Alex Jensen. Yep. Uh, well, I want to play on winning basketball. Well, where are you going to go? You didn't go there. You're going to go to Utah and you're going to go to the NCAA tournament. Which he delivered. And he was difficult to play for. I mean, I know the guys. I've kept personal relationships with several of them over the years. One in particular. And uh, and doesn't have a whole lot of positive to say. Uh, You're not going to get that from Pope. Now, Pope, uh, you know, he's going to run off guys. Majors ran off guys. We used to joke senior day that they should honor the guys that he was going to run off. Because they didn't know it yet, but in about three weeks, they were done. I can remember standing in the foyer talking to you about that exact thing. Killing time before some game. I was up there for a 6 o'clock live shot, and you were up there to beat traffic and parking. Because in those days, they were filling the place up. Yeah. And there was construction going on, and it was a mess while they were building stuff there by the arena. And we stood there, and that that guy's gone. I agree, that guy's gone. The second guy is gone. Yes, the second guy is gone. This third guy, and then that's the one we debated. Yeah, he averaged about were, three a year. And you were right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, he'll get one more year to prove himself. No, he didn't. <laughs> he right. Didn't. And so there's been some of that going on, but Pope's paid to win games. He's not paid to, uh, oh, yeah. but what, uh, satisfy or massage feelings. Uh, Steve Cleveland had that when he took over. He had to let guys go. And sure enough, some of the parents would call me, and they were just upset as can be, and they were just looking for stuff. And that uh, one, then as soon as Solis got himself in trouble, I had a parent of a f- player that he had run off, boom, called me immediately. I was in a hotel in Los Angeles, getting it was during Final Four week, the preceding week, and then I was down there working on a big A1 cover story on Andre Miller that they sent me down there to do. He went to Andre's house and met with his mother and stepfather in Compton and all that stuff. And I remember being at the hotel and I get this call because they wanted to rat him out because they were, you know, basically pissed that that uh, Cleveland cut their kid. Those those things happen. It's cutthroat. It's a business. And so now more than ever, he's not going to please everybody. It was the business then. It was, but now even more so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Legitimately, he got nil. You have money changing hands. And this NIL thing, too, I mean, it's just going to benefit BYU big time because there's a lot of BYU boosters out there that want to see the program succeed at high levels for competitive reasons, maybe some religious reasons, whatever it might be. Uh, So if I'm Utah right now, I'm a little nervous because, and I don't follow this close, but from what Yak has told me and from what I understand, this kid was Utah bound. And as recently as a week and a half ago, I was told that Utah is the odds-on favorite. Ten days ago, Sniggy. Ten days ago. So just it's a week and a half. So it's the loner story all over again. Well, actually, loner went, went there. Signed. Yeah, signed. Yeah, he actually signed. He was committed signed. there. Yeah, he was yeah. committed there. And then he changed. What is going on? How is Mark Pope able to do this? When I'm, when I'm around Mark Pope, I'll tell you this right now. I got my right hand on my wallet at all times. Brooks says, fan support. Look at the stands at both games Tuesday, and you tell me. 
Utah fans are pompous and arrogant. They have been beat down by the fall okay, of the basketball Max. program. While at BYU, they have excitement. Just pompous look at their two coaches. And arrogant. Yeah, Utah fans are Utah fans. They're not pomp. They're no more pompous Utes, and arrogant than any fan base. Utah fans will start to find around, start to uh, find around, and make it seem like they were there all along. Utah basketball doesn't deserve Craig Smith. Well, that'd be good. That's a good. Then that means he was the right guy. Now I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and let's see what he can do because that's my standard on all coaching hires. And he did marvelous work, and he was charismatic in his own right uh, in Logan. But at the same time, he wasn't competing to get kids into the Big Twelve. In the Sam Merrills of the world, when they were coming out in the Mountain West, West Coast. What difference is there there, if anything? But now you got the Big 12. Yeah. Number that... one or two te- uh, league in the country. At least half the league's going to the tournament. Cincinnati and Houston are coming in. They've got good, good basketball heritage there. I mean, any given year you can be whatever, but if you look at the arc of what they've done over decades, those are good basketball schools. For sure. UCF has a ton of talent, kind of a newcomer. I don't know so much about them basketball Yeah, I, I don't either. So... But Cincinnati, I, I'm a well aware of, and and uh, who's the other one you just yeah, said? Yeah, Cincinnati, Houston. you can go back 20 years, yeah, or yeah. you can go back 60 years, and you start hitting big names and big-time players. And right. same with Houston. Right, for sure, obviously. So I'd be a little concerned if I'm Utah. How did this kid get away? You're down and they're up. I don't think it's that hard. So how do you start to build and get back up, get people in the building. You always talk about kids want to feel like it's a big deal. I don't think if you're going to a Utah basketball game and the drape's down and the place is still half full, that you feel like that's a big deal. Yeah, but I think that's somewhat misleading. It's misleading if you're 40, 50, or 60 and you remember the 80s and 90s, but if you're 17 years old, that stuff's ancient history. Um. To the in-state kid, I don't think it is, because his parents know of it, and they can tell you. And there's some programs that just you can win all you want, and there's it's really not the son of a program. I mean, they've been nothing for forever, and I don't know that they have a fan base. I know Utah has a fan base; it's out there, and you start winning. They'll be back. They'll come running back. It's there. We've all seen it. I told you in the MGM, I was there. Pac-12, I think it was the first year that they had it in the MGM. Where they have it a couple years at, uh, at, uh, in the Stable Center, I think, early on. Yeah, I'll double-check that. But I think it was the first year that Utah, well, they been in the conference a year or two, and then they moved it to the MGM in Vegas, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm standing in the room where you get the credentials, and I'm talking to somebody that I've known for a long time in the Pac-12. So Utah's down a little bit, and he looks at me and he says, the rest of the conference is really nervous about that program. I said, why? He says, because we know that kids want to play where there's great enthusiasm. And sure, they're down. But you give it a couple years, and Larry did get it done. It slipped on him, but he did get it done. He had two good years. They had a Sweet 16 team, they had a Singer Round team, and that's if they're in that neighborhood, then the Ute fans will pack the Huntsman Center, and the Drape will be a thing of the past. Right. 
So it's there. There's some programs, like Houston. Houston doesn't pack them in. I had Dave Rose, me, and I remember him telling me because he grew up there and played there, and he was talking about how even in their glory days, it was never, they, they weren't necessarily the talk of the town. Here, you know, we do have the Jazz, but the Jazz influence all the programs in the state, not one more than the other. Right. But in Houston, there's just so many Texas and Texas A&M alums. And there's so many schools in in Houston graduate from. I mean, the Utes have a massive alumni base within a 20-minute drive of campus. They can pack the place with Ute lifers. So, and this kid, uh, this youngster is going to go on a mission, he said yesterday, so it's still two years, so you'll be, the earliest you would be in his program is the third year, right? So with with that in mind, it would have had time to, with time to build up the program a little bit, and yet he's still, I don't follow it, but I've been told, as Yacht follows a lot better, that as short as uh, recently as 10 days ago, he was Utah bound. What in the world did Pope do to get in there and basically steal this kid from Utah? You tell me. People, you tell me. I want to hear what you have to say, and I want to hear it, and I want to hear it now. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. We'll get to that next, and we'll give away tickets to see the Jazz and the Pacers tonight. We'll do that next. Stay with us. The new zone lineup is here with the best coverage of the sports you love and the teams you can't live without. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 to 10, followed by Jake Scott and Ben Anderson from 10 to noon. Get your daily fix of Hanson Scotty from noon to 3. And then the zone welcomes unrivaled with Alex Curie and former NFL quarterback Scott Mitchell to the team. Weekdays from 3 to 6, live and local. All day, every day. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Powered by kslsports.com. DJ PK, it's the Jazz and the Pacers tonight. You want to go to the game? Be caller 12 right now, 855-340-ZONE. 855-340-ZONE. And we'll give away another pair of tickets at 930. If you don't win now, you'll have another chance at 930. And then throughout the day here on the Zone Sports Network. 855-340-ZONE. Caller 12. See the Pacers and the Jazz tonight. Question of the day. Farmington I basketball star Colin Chandler picks BYU. How does Mark Pope keep doing it? Corey says not only is Mark Pope a great coach, all of his assistant coaches are top-notch as well. Combine that with the Big 12 hoops coming soon and BYU hoops trajectory. Prior to that, along with amazing fan student support, why would anyone pick Utah? Program's a dumpster fire and they have to pull curtains over empty seats at the Huntsman <laughs> Center to hide the apathy. <laughs> Let's find oh, the curtain. This is not apathy. apathy. It's just that people don't care. What? <laughs> the very definition of apathy. Thank you. Uh, the curtains. The curtains now is going to be the thing. The curtains in the Huntsman Center. Yep. Hanging the big drapes. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. It's it's a symbol. It's a symbol for many things, but it's an easy reference point. Okay, so take down the curtains and just and have then you red see seats. The empty seats. Yeah. What's the difference? Well, it doesn't look good. That's why they hung the curtains. This so place the, is the big cur- and it's empty. What's curtains look better. Hang the hang the black drape. Nobody'll notice. Nope. This looks like a smaller building. Apparently, everybody notices. I know you can't get around <laughs> it.
But we remember it full, and we remember them winning, and they're not winning, and it's not full. You know, the Sun Devil program, they put up a wall. You told me, yeah. And I never knew it. Graduation was in there, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm in there for graduation, the Mm -hmm. activity center, they call it. I'm sure it's sponsored now. And I knew it's it's like the Huntsman Center. It's not about 14,000, 15,000. But then they would list sellouts, like the U of A. That's the one game they'd sell out, right? And they'd listed like 9,000. I'm thinking, that doesn't make any sense to me. (laughs) Well, unbeknownst to me, they had put up walls. And then Hurley got it. Their team was good a few years ago. (laughs) And they took down Down the walls. walls. Yeah, but I, and I knew something was wrong. Because I've been, I had been there for well, graduation and saw it, and I'd right. been there for concerts. So I, I think that curtain at, at Utah has a slightly different. When they decided to move volleyball in there off Crimson Court, they had a a place near the basketball practice facility. Oh yeah, I loved it. I was there. I went right. to watch them play. And so they move volleyball in there, and so there's no point in having a fifteen thousand seat arena. Let's do something so it feels like more of a home court. Well, then once it's there and basketball stops drawing, it's like well, why not lower it for this sport too. Now, they don't lower it for women's gymnastics because they're good and it's full. So they're now a football women's gymnastics school? Well, if you're a BYU fan and you want to get under the skin of your Ute co-worker or brother or neighbor, do that? <laughs> a whole long list of people who live on the Wasatch Front and listen to this show, then yes, you could drop that line. <laughs> you're a football women's gymnastics school. <laughs> but hurry up, just in case Craig turns around. Because if you remember, there was a little apathy around basketball at Utah State when Craig arrived, and he can talk. He's got a lot of energy, and he can talk all day long. And he got good players in right away. Well, I mean, he got Kata. He had Merrill, and he got Kata. That, that was it. And, and there you and go. And he got Bean. Nice player. Yeah. I think he got Bean. I may be wrong. Maybe he didn't. Because when you start factoring missions and whatnot, it's right. hard to remember. But uh, you get those two guys, and you put quality role players around them and coach them up a little bit, you're going to have a good team. Sure. And he did. Especially in that league. Yep. Uh but how is Pope doing it? How do you get two guys that were one was literally signed? I I think your '90s comparison is spot on. BYU's got some momentum and has had two tourney teams. Now one year they didn't play the tourney, they but were they were lock. clearly set up to do well in that tourney. And meanwhile, Utah's at a low point. They're changing coaches. Nobody's going to games. There's no guarantee that they're going to be able to win right away. And if you look there, it's like, oh, going to win right away. Yeah, but this kid isn't playing right away. He's playing in two years. Man, we all know in two years he's got a chance to change his mind, too. Sure. And one day he's got a chance. But why go through it and go through this whole deal? And they had a press conference and they yeah. blew guns in the air. and, <laughs> and the, the blue smoke. Is that what it was? And yeah. the why was revealed. It was, And they had some guys like the Wizard of Oz. I don't know where he was there. <laughs> The Wizard of Oz? Yeah, behind the veil. Good guess. Did you listen to it? I listened to it. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. You could see the family there with the coach (laughs) at a table, and you could hear some voice. I'm the great and wonderful Oz. Who was that dude who was asking questions? (laughs) And I don't don't know how that was going on Yak, this is recruiting. You know this is your job. I love that Who was Oz? It was uh, Paul Biancardi from ESPN. I knew you knew. Paul Biancardi? Biancardi. Uh. He's uh, <laughs> making stuff up over there. <laughs> what are you doing? I didn't. I thought that's what he said. Oh, I never heard of the guy. He covers high school athletics and high school sports. Okay, cool. Band. Yeah, great, great. 
Yeah, and I get he can go, he can change his mind. A million things can happen. Sure. We understand that. But, but that's where the right timing. Now, that's where the timing of the Big Twelve is really good for BYU and is really good for Tom Homo and good for Cougar fans everywhere. They got a couple coaches who are personable guys, coaches okay. who are winning, and they could still leave. But, but Loner is still going to be a majority of his career as West Coast Conference. Yeah, he did get that done in the West Coast Conference. He's already passed his freshman season, and mm-hmm. they still have two seasons to go. Well, I guess last year. Was last year a do-over for them, too? Not in men's basketball, no. Okay, which is good. They played a full season. It'd be a yeah. joke if that was. Uh, so he's going to play three years in the West Coast. And all these guys that he's getting to transfer in right now, they're not Big 12 guys. Nope. No, they're just getting pitched on tourney. We're going to the tourney. Yeah, and that's Look at the last one. two teams. Sure, that's a great one. But they're not. So he really, no, the this is the is, first the, Big 12 kid yes, he signed. The Big 12 is for the high school recruits now and the transfers in a year. I guess depending on how many years you're transferring with now, the Big 12 could appeal you to you too. But they got to play two years. So if you just even if you come in right now as a freshman, you'd only get one year in the Big 12. Right, and particularly the mission kids. They, they, the mission kids are Big 12 kids. If you're getting high school kids, it's yeah. go time. How do you get a, a Utah prodigy... And just swipe them. This is incredible. Except if, it's happened before the other direction for all the reasons you said. I mean, this is a Britton and Jeff Johnson story. We can get them on the air and talk about their families and rooting and growing up. and Right. And if it had been different, you know, if it had been a different decade and BYU had been in a different place, well, maybe they wouldn't have gone to you. But when they were making the decision... One team was really struggling, and one team was rolling. And right now, one team's rolling, one team's struggling. And college careers are over like that. How long is it going to take so you to think get it's, back well, on why, track? Okay, well, why 10 days ago was he a Utah kid? At no point, those kids might have been BYU lean, and maybe we didn't, recruiting wasn't as, as, big as a deal public yeah. as it is now, I and this and that. You know, I haven't, I, haven't, I haven't talked to him, and it's like you always say, we report what we're told, not what the truth is. So maybe you even Some, have to dig beyond it that. Is the truth. Sometimes it is, sure. Not always. Right. I just find it amazing that this Utah kid is going to go to BYU. Pope's personal. The arena's fun. It's fun game atmosphere. It's loud. It's full. It's noisy. If we could just get the church leaders to not show up in suits. They're winning. Yeah. Give them a nice BYU polo. They got the NIL Can't thing? they do that? Can they ever be casual? Cousin <laughs> <laughs> Uchtdorf, or Alder Uchtdorf, has gone casual a couple of times, I've noticed. In Provo? Yeah. Yeah, and I shook that man's hand. What? He looked at me right now, and we shook hands. <laughs> we did. Were you the only one shaking his hands, or were you like one of like 25 people, and you were like dude 11 shaking hands? Dude 11. Dude 11. Which you is keep telling me I'm somebody in this community. Now all of a sudden I'm dude 11. Well, you could have what been is either it? in this situation. I don't know if you were in a big group of people and he shook everybody's hand going down Dude line. 11. Or he looks at you. Spence Eccles knows said, who I am. He does. He does and that. now I'm dude 11. Right. So what was the situation? Tell us you were there. I'm asking, which one was it? I wasn't there. As soon as we come back, I'll give you the answer. Oh, man, what a tease. <laughs> Trained professional. <laughs> All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.